Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. We're rolling in week after 4th of July. Short week for a lot of people, Trent. Only worked four days this week. I think most people had Monday off. But what'd you do for you the fourth? You don't give your people mon- the holidays, do you? We work 24-7, man. That's, man, 20, always, always working in my mind. Seven. No, you got to in the service business. I missed the you on the fourth, Patrick. I, I was home. You were gone. I cruised southbound. I went down to I went down to visit my parents at Lake Kiwi. My dad texted me the Friday afternoon of the fourth and said, "Our boat is not working. If you guys don't want to come, I understand." I'm like, "Dang, Dad, we can just come down there for yeah, the boat." Exactly. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, that's pretty hard. I wrote back like, "All right, we'll see you next fourth. No. Yeah. Do you have head trash? <laughs> pops. Yeah. No, yeah, that's we had a good time. I do have a fireworks story for you, though. I want to hear it. Well, I'll tell you, uh, speaking of boats and, and not working, you know, uh, my prop isn't raising and lowering right now. And it trims the bus. Trim. Right? And it's, I don't know what the deal is. My boat's running great. I've got an old 22-year-old boat, so yep. that's where we roll. It's about me, but, too. But uh, we got a, I mean, we got a nice, my wife handles this part of our lives but we got a nice young boat mechanic entrepreneur but he's so busy and i mean we've been waiting for five or six weeks and Same boat thing. mechanics are hard to come by Same please thing. go learn this trade oh my gosh kids you can make such a great living that trade any trade please i mean so our guest coming up on the show is travis mercer yeah uh, with Sycamore Properties, he he's done a lot of various things in in residential real estate, and most recently, amongst others, Airbnb. We'll we'll talk about that. But we were talking the other day, and he at one of his lake Airbnbs, he he has a brand new pontoon boat that he rents out with his Airbnb. Yeah, there you, you can go. rent it in addition. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, he was saying the other day, it's great, but it's broke. And it's a newer boat, and he can't get a mechanic to work on it. Can't get anybody to fix it. Isn't and, that crazy? And just like these dollars, I mean, what would he pay somebody to get that boat running? I mean, he, he, he rents it out for a small mint. Um, so this is the second brother-in-law by marriage we've had on the show. We had my brother Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember, yeah. now you're uh-huh, assuming. Uh-huh. I think yeah, you uh-huh. in-laws, outlaws, <laughs> side-laws, left-laws. We got them all. Well, uh, but anyway, so Travis, Travis, who our guest coming on who owns the boat that can't get a mechanic, and he's actually, this is a business. <laughs> yeah. He said, man, I would think you could find a, a mechanic school and, and get them. I'm like, man, it's not. <laughs> Listen. Not we're, that easy. We're on the rock. I'm on the rock board. Darren Ash, that, that's more construction trades, but it's any trade. God, young people, please go be willing to work hard, work with your hands, and learn a trade. It will be a life, it'll be, it's a good endeavor. Yeah, I mean, the demand is through the roof. I mean, you're right, I mean, for anything, but it's the same problem my folks are having in their lake, which is, you know, in South Carolina. Yeah. It's just can't, they either can't get the parts or can't get the people to come do it. And so it's sort of a a double-edged sword there. 
But um, so, so I have all my digits. Uh, yeah, I no. only shot a couple fireworks over last Sunday. My did. I'm all in check. My mom, on the other hand, took a took a shot. Um, we went in South Carolina, as Trent mentioned in the last episode of At Home with Ruby. If you'd like to go get educated on the South Carolina firework business, please do. But I did. Uh, they they come with a little bit more zing down there in South Carolina than they do in North Carolina. And it was pretty cool. We stopped at um, this place called Bountyland, which is a gas station, and, and the lands is the family, and they own a lot of different businesses in Seneca, Clemson, South Carolina area. And the, the son, Dave, David Land, was running the fireworks store. So we just started shooting, you know, shooting the breeze a little bit, kind of getting caught up on how that business works. It's pretty interesting. But uh, anyways, we bought some of those rockets to kind of go up, and we didn't have enough space. Hey, you probably have done this before. It hit a limb. You don't want to get a limb in the way of your firework. I've been there at your house where that's happened a couple of times. That's a no-no. And so it hits the limb, and it takes that that power that it has left in whichever way it hits the limb and decides it's going to point, it points. And it shot down, unfortunately, and just boom. Everybody is okay. My mom's going, oh, it hit me in the face. Oh, my it was word. Not, it was not good. So, obviously, it, is she okay now? Everything's fine, but uh, you got to be really careful with it. I mean, I, I'm who, sure. who was the person that lit that firework? Wow. Mama. I'm sorry, Mama. I know. It was mama, not good. Mama, but, you know, mama Trent, I didn't mean to do it. These things are, I mean, it's, that's no joke. Now, obviously, poor, you had the guy from the NHL that, that was killed over the weekend by a firework. I don't know if you saw that or mm. not. But uh, definitely got to be careful with these uh, 500 milligram mortar style fireworks in this in the in the state of South Carolina. <laughs> in the state of South Carolina, I'm glad you were in South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, you were not breaking the law. I did not break the law this past weekend. Uh, God bless. Yeah, but uh, but no, please exercise caution <laughs> out there if you uh, if you have any left over. Um, but man, I mean, little July Fourth a week a week old now. We're in the throes of the summer now, but middle of summer, mid July. You don't think it's hot? Go outside and open your mouth. Feel the humidity. Yeah, coming in. And if you need some air conditioning work, we hook you up. What's the number? Seven zero four three three four six four four seven. I was gonna bail you out, but you know I'm so stale on everything. Roby Services Now dot com. I thought I was gonna get a moon. That was our number fifteen years ago. Roby Services oh. Now. I mean everything's done on the internet Roby these services. days. Nobody does phone numbers anymore, do they? They do. You have, I mean, we still utilize the telephone system. And then you know we joked a lot on this show before about when we give websites. I think I've gotten better, but you just go www. <laughs> Like you just killed fourteen <laughs> seconds, you <laughs> slow talking country boy. WWW. But Alan Jackson has a song called WWW. Dot whatever. I guess that was when the internet started smoking. He's got a lot of good songs. He does. Remember a, when? That song always. I gotta to keep me. him away from my wife. <laughs> Old AJ. I mean, he is a good man. <laughs> well, I t- go ahead. Uh, uh, daddy, 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 Gene talking about kids yep. driving driving dad's truck. I like that. Man, I got caught with real quick. Zach Brown's uh, when the um, the song about his dad that whew, that with Dale Junior video. That's, that's tough. That's there, something buddy. else. Well, Zach puts out some good music. Yes, he ah, does. Travis Mercer talking residential real estate, talking Airbnb, talking some flipping. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. 
So, Trent, we've got Travis Mercer on the show. Yeah. I mean, we, we have in-laws and outlaws. I mean, we got all kind of family <laughs> business around here. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Travis, welcome to uh, welcome to At Home with Roby. Uh, you know, during the break, Trent didn't tell you that we're really going to really peg you hard with some hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> so I hope that you're prepared. I hope that you're ready. You've got your notes taken. And the last 30 seconds of what I said was completely false. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're happy that you're here. Um, and I, I, Trent, you had had and Travis had hung out. I guess over to the Fourth of July holiday, and um, you know you were picking Travis's brain a little bit on the residential real estate. Yeah, market. well, yeah. I mean, tra- Travis is married. Yeah, we'll, we'll lay this out there. So, and said a little bit about it in the first segment. He's married to my wife's sister Raquel, mm-hmm. and uh, they they have flipped some houses they do residential real estate together and, and in the recent last couple of years uh done some airbnb stuff together and frankly travis uh, as a as a tremendous compliment i i hear what you say and watch how y'all work hard and your vision I, i've been really impressed and uh I think it's something you can share with the audience. I think a lot of people hear Airbnb or hear flip yeah. houses, and it all sounds so sensational. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a yeah, it's a we've done most most aspects of real estate, and you know, the Airbnb stuff is is definitely. I think it's up and coming, and I think that trend is probably here for for a while to come, um, as many people through the pandemic experience that type of travel that probably formerly never would have even attempted it. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of expanded open on that market. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you're, you, you're, a, you're a parallel entrepreneur. I mean, you're always, your mind's always working. You're always talking shop. Why don't we, so we have you for hopefully for two full segments here. Why don't you go back and, and, and start and give us a little brief synopsis of how you got your entrepreneur bug and where you came from, and, and and how you got into the real estate side of the business, and then, um, yeah, sure. Um, actually, well, I actually grew up in a YPO uh, family myself. Um, mm. My dad kind of did when I was really young. Did the air show circuit, and so you could always see a direct correlation between you know work and results. And he started a, a company and actually ended up taking it public, and just being in the household and kind of watching it and seeing how it all goes and. You're just having that mindset where you know you trade your time for money, uh, or you you know trade your you trade your time um, for results. So, and just coming up, and his father was also a builder, um, and it's just, just being around the table with everyone, uh, you know, with that entrepreneurial mindset. And um, of course, not like many people, um, first job went out and started a landscape company. Um, and for a while, quite a while, I was determined I wasn't going to be going to college. I was going to continue and grow that business. But my mom was quite insistent I go get a degree. So went and did that. Um, then got out and did sales for a little bit. Um, ran a financial office for Wells Fargo for a while. And just really didn't didn't appreciate the uh, the W two lifestyle. So um, started reading a lot of lot as much information as I could get on real estate and uh, got some investors and came down did my homework and. Charlotte, North Carolina was on the very short list and came down and really fell in love with the, the town. So came down and got my real estate license and, and got, got, got started. Um, and then in the 2008-9, we had the, 
a little bit of a hiccup, I'd say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was the for, that was uh, the worst hiccup in my business life. Let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little bigger than a hiccup. Um, but you know, change provides opportunities, and I, I, I took that time and actually went to work for a uh, for institutional clients, um, and went worked with them. And I was an acquisitions manager for them. I built the first five uh, REITs. Um, for invitation homes. Explain this now. In '09, it was the first time I think ever in our in our life, institutional investors, a real estate REIT, R E I T, real estate investment, investment trust. trust. Yeah. they saw an opportunity. And you correct me, Travis, with depressed residential real estate, single family homes, and said we can start buying these up in mass and make rental portfolios, and, and there's a lot of appreciation to be had potentially in a recovering market in the next decade or so. Is that right? Yeah, and actually I'm, I remember quite succinctly um, watching Warren Buffett on um, CNBC saying, you know, if I could figure out how to do it, I'd go buy yep. you know, a couple hundred thousand homes. I think and, I remember watching that exact same interview. <laughs> <laughs> if we do, I knew how to do it, I, I'd buy it. Yeah, I, I would bet on the American, you know, the American dream of owning your own home. That I expect that housing market to recover. I mean, people have to have a place to live. So, um, and I just got the, the opportunity to be part of uh, one of the one of the companies that did. They went out and to go do that. It was actually the first company to go out and do it. Um, and that's it's got its own dangers too. Um, it's a you know you get the big nine hundred pound grill in the room, and uh, you know it's it, they're they're buying up a lot of markets and it, it at rapid paces and it, it definitely having a larger effect um, on what, you know, on home ownership for, for individuals to be able to go out and buy something. Cause now you're competing with institutional clients. They're, they're trying to buy it. It's a rental property. So, but they, they've got their, you know, their buy box. So you can, you know, if you're down below it, you really don't deal with them. If you get up above it, you don't have to deal with them. But that, unfortunately that meat right there in the middle, that, you know, 200 to $400,000 price point, um, you know, they're they're chasing the capitalization rate. Um, which is so, which? Which the two hundred to four hundred thousand dollar house from from oh nine ten to to now is the is a starter home point, a second home point. It's the middle America, uh, middle class. So it does increase with like you call it the eight hundred pound gorilla. It helps with price appreciation on the homes because it shortens the uh, supply. But it also shortens supply and makes makes single family ownership a little harder. It seems like. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know, but it, it's a two sided coin too, right? So once you own a home, they're driving your values up. Yeah. So once you're kind of in, um, you're riding the, the same wave up. So, um, so Travis, for, it, this started in oh nine ten, and it seems to have taken hold. Now we're looking at it about thirteen years in the rearview mirror, twelve or thirteen years. It seems like it's even picked up momentum over that trajectory. Is that right? Yeah, it has. There's a lot more people in that space now. A lot, a lot more institutional clients have have gone in, and, um, and there's certain there's certain locations in Charlotte's one of them. Um, where I think after this pandemic, they're really trying to buy in the Sun Belt, as many people are now able to work from home permanently. And so the, the, the Sun Belt of the country is just everyone's moving, moving where they don't have to deal with the snow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Charlotte just happens to be one of the places that has the, you know, the correct infrastructure. And, um, 
you know, good jobs and an excellent place to raise a family. So. What is um, what what is the Sun Belt? Is that is that the you, you know you hear the South, you hear the Sun Belt, you hear Austin, Texas, Nashville, Charlotte. I mean, what can you help define that for our audience? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, in short, it's just where it doesn't snow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're saying that two inches of snow we get every year it quantifies us as being part of the Sun Belt. <laughs> Someone yeah. needs to alert anybody who tries to drive in that up stuff, up north, right? It's, it's it's extremely mild. I know. Just kidding, man. I know. I know. So, so Travis, you grew up. You spent a good bit of your childhood up in Michigan, right? <laughs> yeah, up in Michigan and Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, just have done plenty of plenty of winters. So That's we, not the Sun Belt. When the ensuing ice storm <laughs> comes, he's the one making fun of us for buying all yeah. the bread and milk, which makes zero sense, by the way. But it is what it is. I grew up in Georgia. Leave me alone. I buy bread and milk. Well, my dad used to buy bread and milk every single day on the way home. <laughs> and, and a pack of Vantage Ultralights. That's just the way it was. Hey, man, but, he uh, wouldn't be prepared, old Papa. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why my mom needed him to pick up bread and milk every single day. That must have uh, had a lot of cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the staples of the South. Uh, yeah, right. Well, uh, I think that gives us to a good uh, <laughs> a good transition point. Travis, will you stick around and we'll talk about uh, what you're doing now with the Airbnbs and where your business is. It'd be fun. Yeah, certainly. See you guys on the other side of the break. All right. We got Travis Mercer, in-laws, outlaws, and all-laws when we return. You're listening <laughs> to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Rolling into segment three here, Trent. If you missed the last two segments, go back. We have a podcast. Um, wherever you can go searching for podcasts, you can grab those and listen to them. The, the, the coolest thing is I'm going to give a shout-out to my mother-in-law, Gigi, and, and my father-in-law, Poppy. Uh, they, they listen, they're avid listeners of, of when they turn into podcasts, when they're, when they're on trips and stuff, they, te- they start throwing, uh, my guests at me They're We're really going <laughs> to Travis. We're really tag teaming them here. We're going to get in real good standing, uh, w- with our in-laws. You guys are checking a lot of boxes here and I, I knew I liked your mother-in-law. My mom is also Gigi. I think we might've talked about that before, but, uh, if you, if you miss Travis's segment, um, go back. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge. Kind of, I mean, he's Travis. He kind of brought up some pain that most of our listeners remember. Oh eight, oh nine, two thousand ten. I had purchased. I was going to be in the rental business, and no, it, personally, we had bought a, a place in two thousand ten and had one in two thousand eight. Great times to buy property. My wife bought one in oh nine, and so we we learned the rental game. I mean, it was amazing. We paid X, and then the guy across the 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 hallway or the the street paid half of X, and so. Uh, you know, you guys had mentioned Warren Buffett talking about buying as many properties as he could during that time. I think a lot of people had that mindset, but there just was no capital. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that particular time in history, mine was definitely tight, and that's where the big boys had cash sitting on the sidelines, which, you know, for all investors out there, you know, you, you got to be, you know, a little bit conservative and always have something left in the tank. That's where you're going to don't get out over your skis in the business, as they say. Um, but yeah, the guys that have the the guys that still have the gunpowder at the end of the day certainly win. Well, well, you know, I used to read all the business books, real estate books, very similar to you when I was a teenager in the '90s and early 2000s when I was in business, and I would always tell my dad, all all the all the big boys made their money during the recessions, and he'd say, "Boy, you stupid." 
He'd say, you know, he'd say, you know, when the recession's here, you ain't got no money. <laughs> and, and, and it's exactly to your point of what you just said. Uh, what, what, all, all, all asset classes, I mean, for, for the most part, are depleted uh, during a time of, of strife and re- economy turmoil. Um, so, so it kind of takes your back. And then at the same time, when you're an entrepreneur and you run a business, you're hanging on for dear life. So you need every penny you can scrounge up, um, to survive. When Travis said that, I could have sworn you were going to quote richest man in Babylon. He who has cash is king, right? I mean, that's what he's talking about. He called it gunpowder though. I like that. He said he likes to hunt. Now, Now, Travis, let's go into, I mean, I swear I have literally heard. 30 people in the last year and a half said, I'm going to get in the Airbnb business. I'm going to do that. The only one that I know that did it is my neighbor behind me. Um, but what you're, you're also doing a little dabbling in the Airbnb market, correct? Yeah, that's actually, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of growth in there. And actually, uh, I'm working with another um, friend of mine, an attorney, and we're trying to figure out how to go actually go start a, uh, a short-term rental real estate interest trust. Um, the capitalization rates um, are around 17, 18%, depending on the property you kind of get and how you acquire it. Um, we usually try and what I call flip in to a house where we'll, we'll make an acquisition based on what we would do as a flip to, to kind of make that our, our plan B exit strategy. So we go and we get immediately have the equity in the house. Recent one we just did, we got picked it up for six, 10, um, rent it, rehab on it was about 100. And the house is worth about nine fifty. So we got it all furnished up and turned it on on Airbnb. And luckily, it's, it's outperforming what we our expectations were. So we won't be selling it. But if you want to get into that game, um, I suggest that you know never hurts to have a, a backup plan B. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're doing we're doing lakefront properties right now. And it's you know if you're if people want to kind of get into that Airbnb game, you really want to try and get get away from your your competitors. And ways you can do that is just uniqueness of the property. Um, you know, get a pool, get on the lake, uh, get a house that'll sleep ten or more people. And we're really trying to go after the the higher echelon because you you get a better quality of client that you're working with. Um, but yeah, it has a lot more yield to it. Uh, it's a little bit more more work, and um, you know the property management side of it is where a lot of people feel <laughs> that's where you really kind of start feeling the pain. So. That's where you got to make sure you got a, a really good, solid plan, um, plan in place going you know, before you get into that game. Well, um, well, Travis, you 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 you've been in residential real estate for I mean roughly twenty years now. You you you, you know you had headed the office for Invitation Homes, the first institutional buyer on residential real estate. All those houses needed work and then maintenance. A lot of them were, were foreclosed. And, and then for a number of years, you've been very successful at, at flipping houses, which is buying a house, putting some upgrades into the home, putting a fresh paint job, new floors, what what have you. I'm sure there's some usual suspects. And then selling the house for a profit and you putting in the hard work because people like buying houses that are done. And, and that is your safety net. You say, hey, We'll still be able to sell it as a as a fixed up house, um, but I, I think you, you you were talking to me the other day. You have a third party partner that manages the the day to day and the here. management of this house, whereas I think a lot of people have full time jobs and they go, "I'm gonna buy this house and start Airbnb and they can't in it." Do it. 
and and it overwhelms them. Right. And, and they really don't. Not, that's not where you want to cut your teeth on your first rental house. Managing a no. rental house is hard enough, I, right, I, Travis? I'm, I'm glad you said yeah. that. For, yeah, for sure. We, you, we've seen that and, happen. You know, in any any project like this, you want to start out with your spreadsheet and start getting some some expectations of what right. you know, what the performance is going to be. And we use there's a company called Air um, Air DNA that a lot of people are unaware of, and they have all of VRBO and Airbnb data. So. You can go on there and say, okay, there's other Airbnbs in this area, and you can see what they're making and what they did last year or what their average daily rate is. And that way you can kind of put in your underwriting. You say, okay, you know, we're looking at a 60% occupancy at an average daily rate of X. Um, you know, in our the one lake house we had, we had an ADR underwritten at 400, and it's doing 775. And uh, the other one we had a underwritten at 600, and it's doing 1,200 a day. Wow. So, <laughs> They're way over projections, but that's a really fantastic tool. Uh, if anybody's thinking about getting into the Airbnb business, pay the pay the money for the zip code you're looking to get into. And what and, and uh, what is it? Air DNA. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, AirDNA.co. Wow. And we actually have the we have the whole state. There's so you kind of see where I mean, there's some stuff up on Lake Norman that's doing over three hundred thousand. A- um, annual, let's say annual revenue three hundred thousand in, in, you know, that's crazy. What you make yeah, per there's day? Some, there's a couple of them up there doing over three hundred. I mean, it, it really works. If you look at the debt service, say, okay, we got to buy a two million dollar house. Well, I get it, mm-hmm. but you can afford to pay a seventy thousand dollar mortgage when you're making three hundred and thirty grand a year in in top line right. revenue. Huh. Um, and this so, is, it's a straight. I mean, it is a each house is a business, right? Right. It's what you can make in revenue. What your expenses are to maintain the home and uh, to service the debt and the insurance and the taxes, right? And and then when I was getting going in rental houses, I, you would read books and they'd say, "Hey, make sure you can pay a third party management fee as one of your costs, even if you manage it yourself." Uh, that yeah, was- we're trying to do it with we're doing a, a fixed salary with our our property manager, and then we're doing a bonus over a certain X. Like if it starts beating projections. Then our property manager starts getting thirty to forty percent. There's a there's a structure to it that really incentivizes them. And I would say you know try and do everything you can to use a carrot instead of a whip. Um, so just incentivize those people correctly. No, I, I yeah, I, I like how you said we got a you make fix for managing our property and any any top line revenue, any increased rents you can get on Airbnb above X, you get a lot larger piece of the uh, of the share of the profit uh, to to the manager. You were talking about that. I think that's use that's a smart. carrot yeah. instead of a whip. I like that. Or instead of a stick. I've heard that too before. Carrot stick hurts. instead of stick. You poke. Well, I don't know. It hurts kind of like a whip. I mean, it's a similar <laughs> similar uh, thought process. Just, but just, Yeah, you do. You know, <laughs> yeah, make sure you get the, you, you got to get everybody's, you know, interest aligned. Um, no, that's that's, that's great. Well, well, Travis, I I think you've done great. It's fun to hear you talk yeah. and talk shop. Tell the audience how they can look you up. Uh, find find you know what should what should, where to where to find you. Yeah, I mean, if people you know I don't know you know if they want to send me an email, they certainly can. It's uh, sycamorepropertiestravis at gmail dot com. Um, Blue Pine uh, is where we're looking to start that 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 next read. Um, but if they just want to find out stuff through really work. I'm with uh, Sycamore Properties, and you can just hop on the old internet and dig that up anywhere. That's awesome. That Tra- is so Travis cool. Mercer talking yeah. Airbnb, talking residential real estate, flipping all. 
facets of that the industry ultimate hustle. Uh, yeah. in the we Charlotte actually, region. Uh, my uh, one of my other partners and I, we've got a small podcast out called "The Trickster's Take on Real Estate Investing" and other op- op- oh. other things we've done are, are on there as well. The Tricksters take take. on real estate investing, Sycamore Properties, Travis Mercer. Love it. And Blue Pine is is their new venture focused entirely on Airbnb. Travis, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Hang tight. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm a Trent Haston from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your host, Trent. That is that. What, I, Travis Mercer came on here and educated us. Didn't that he? was good, man. That was. No, mm. It was really cool. I mean, I, I think it's very timely too. I mean, it, he obviously he's talking about a bunch of different things that he's done, which he's had a really interesting career in re- residential real estate. Yeah, young man. He was forty yeah. years old, low forties. Right. So. And um, I mean, and we talked about the, the Airbnb. Just seems like to be the 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 sexy new investment vehicle that people are, are, are very interested in doing and he seems to have found a couple of ways to capitalize on this but um you know the well, work I mean, he, yeah business lessons just coming left and right if you didn't hear the last couple segments but i mean I always have a backup he always makes sure he he thinks he can sell it for a good price as a safety net if the airbnb doesn't work right. out um he's adding value to the home so that he can rent it but also so that he can make sure he can sell it well, he's buying in desirable locations mm-hmm. that are finite. I mean, you're talking about lake lakefront property. You know, people do it at the beach, beachfront property, mountain houses, things of that nature. Um, quite frankly, it's a really good way if you're interested in getting a, a vacation home or a second home to get that process started and, and pay for it for the time being. And you know, that's one of my wife and I's strategies. Eventually, maybe you retire to it or do whatever you yeah. want to do, but. Um, it's great to have somebody else paying your mortgage, and you know you've experienced that as well. It is, and 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 the big thing is you, you're not trying to create more hassle in in an area of your life that you don't right. have hassle in now, and you're not trying to cut your teeth on a whole new trade that that you don't know, and that's right. managing a house, living in a house, and keeping a house clean with your family is different than having a job and managing a house where people come in and out of that house on a daily, weekly basis. Uh, So I like what Travis said. Figure out what you think a very conservative top-line revenue is. If you charge a couple hundred dollars a night, a thousand dollars a night, depending on the house, how many nights a year conservatively you think you can rent the home. Um, And then your cleaning costs. Do they pay cleaning? Do you, is cleaning baked in? Your insurance, your taxes, your mortgage, and you really want a pretty good safety net spread. And you, in my opinion, always want to be able to hire a third party manager. Well, that that too. And then the other thing is 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 set up an LLC. I mean, go yeah. ahead and put it into an LLC. Limit your own liability. Uh, you you hit the nail on the head. I was not in my head. Is that people? This is earth shattering. Aren't going to take as good of care of your property as you will. And so those those contingency funds for maintenance and things of that nature have to be there. And I'll tell you, it always breaks on a Friday night or when you're about to go on vacation. Yeah, You used to get those calls, too, is why is such and such calling me? And it, they're never calling to hang out. They want something's broken or something's not the working. The deal is, it when I was young, it was hard. And you're young, you don't have anything. And you're just trying to go with sweat yeah. equity and go bust your butt and, and earn something, which, 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 is, which is possible. But I didn't have any cushion, you know. It was the Friday night at two o'clock in the morning, I was the guy running out there, and uh, 
And I think on, especially on Airbnb, but even in the rental, if you want to own a rental house, have a third-party manager, pay them well, pay yep. them market rate, study what the market is to manage your property, and then have a cushion for some repair costs. I think the Airbnb market, uh, you, you you can look Travis Mercer up and, and, and learn more about this, and they can even help you possibly find a house to buy, and they do that. Uh, Sandy Thomas over at Roby Realty can definitely help you with that as well, but more on the Airbnb side uh, and, and the and the flip side uh, with Travis and Raquel Mercer. But I think the I think you pay in the twenty percent range yeah. for somebody to manage an Airbnb because you think about it, it's a lot more intense. Uh, and in the and in the regular rental house market, you probably pay in the ten percent range. Uh, of revenue, of rent income, uh, to have a third party manager. So I think you always need to be build that in. Well, in and know that. I mean, we 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 pay eighteen percent. I mean, we have a small condo that we. It's an Airbnb essentially. Yep. It's not, but it. Uh, I mean, that's all it is. is a short term rental. But it's a vacation rental. Vacation rental. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And and you're right. And that eighteen percent is worth it every yeah. single time. I mean, just think about how many times people get locked out without a key. I mean, you're going to deal with that? Really? I mean, seriously. I mean, you're it's like, like hey, Saturday. the third rock from the left. Turn yeah, it over. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, but it's, it's... I'll be here next weekend, too. <laughs> these are the things that people don't think about, It'll right? be the fifth rock. Yeah. Or the, the, the plumbing doesn't work, or this door is sliding wrong. I mean, if it be prepared and ready to either have a lot of sweat equity or... or Yeah. You're going to get phone calls or have... To your point, I just think it's it. a myth... It's kind of like folks that want to get in the franchise business and yeah. stuff. Oh, I'm going to buy this business with all my life savings or go into debt to buy this business like upside down, and then I'm going to be making all this money. Well, no, you're going to be working 15 hours a day That's for it. at least 10 years, and and then you might make a little bit of money. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I just think you need to, you need to do a lot of preparation and, and planning and, and, and do it on the conservative side. Uh, but I think Airbnb is cool. I do think it's the way the world is going. I think it's, uh, I bet some hoteliers are having some heartburn. I think they have some competition on the street. Oh, we- and Travis kind of spoke to this. It's kind of driven uh, the pandemic, kind of even increased that drive because you're in your own house. You're not in a hotel floor with a bunch of other guests so uh, we've had tremendous success I and mean, we've good. used it uh vrbo same maybe thing, one day i'll get to be i guess i can look it up and pay the market no on the other side we've we've used them before oh, too okay. and it's it's very yeah. convenient no it is it's super easy yeah it's awesome to use we use yeah, them too absolutely so, uh, wow what a great show uh it flew by thanks for joining us travis mercer thanks for being here thanks for educating our audience Hope you have a wonderful Sunday here in mid-July. Hey, go do the golden rule. Treat the others the way you want to be treated. Wow, wow.